hello, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Nikki Lee Podcast, where it is tea time every Tuesday. Grab your favorite tea or coffee drink, pull up a chair, and let's chat. Hey, friends. Happy Tuesday. Yes, this podcast is late. <laughs> or maybe it's not. Maybe it's not late. I just could not get it out before 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> so that's that's just where we are right now. Um, funny thing, I do not have tea sitting next to me. What I have next to me is a bottle of water and a king-size package of Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that pretty much sums up where I'm at at this very moment. And yeah, I, I'm not going to be eating the peanut butter cups while I'm talking to you. However, it won't be long after I close this. <laughs> that I will open that package. Y'all, I um I have you have you ever and of course the answer to this is going to be yes, but of course I just have to ask because I'm a woman and I'm a mom. Have you ever just had days where you're constantly questioning what 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 am I doing? what's, what's this all about? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why, why am I here? What is God doing? What is he not doing? (laughs) Yeah, all of those questions have been on my heart for literally the past month. Because the past month has been very trying on our family. It is illness after illness, stressor after stressor, with sprinkles of smiles and um, happiness and life, you know, in between. But let me tell you, the sprinkles have been really light, really light. It has been a hard month. And I know what June just started. So I'm really talking about May and June. Definitely May and June. It, it's it's been a struggle. Am I by myself, or is there anybody else out there who's just have having to deal with some heavy stuff? It has just been a bear. It really has. I thought about coming on here and just <laughs> unloading. Right, especially as a woman, we can do that all day long. We can unload. And unload until we are, well, we think we're empty and then we can totally unload more. I thought about that. And then, (laughs) praise God for the Holy Spirit because he's definitely working. I decided to try my best to change my attitude and bring something of hmm, 
what? Something that can actually encourage you. <laughs> so, so here's me hoping that what I'm about to say and share will encourage you wherever you are. I mean, goodness, you, you could be having the best month ever. Um, everything is going right. Everyone is well. Everything is just good, right? Or, or, or you're like me and there's no sugarcoating with me. You know that I, I can be one of the most positive people in your life because I mean, I don't want to be a negative Nelly, right? <laughs> but, but I'm telling you, sometimes being positive Polly is a real stretch. <laughs> it can be a stretch for me to be positive Polly all the time because let's face it, it's every day is not going to be, it's not going to be fabulous. It's just not. So, um, I wanted to share a little bit about <laughs> what I'm going to try and you know I'm gonna try my best I I was asked and graciously accepted um, this amazing opportunity to speak to a room full of girls during the youth lectures um, in Irving Texas and here's my little um, selfish plug for it <laughs> it's starts Friday, July 29th, and it goes through Sunday, July 31st. I will be speaking that morning, Sunday, July 31st, to a group of girls, and I'm honored. I'm absolutely honored to have this opportunity to share, share the Lord, share a word with these girls, and I hope that I can be of encouragement to them as I know they are going to be an encouragement to me for sure. But I wanted to give you a little snippet, just a little snippet of what I plan to share with them. Because at this very moment in my life, I needed to go back to this. As if I do not know this story, like the back of my hand. Because <laughs> ever since the year 2020, don't think about COVID. I know it's the first thing that pops into people's minds. But the year of 2020 brought, mm, brought some things to me. 2020 and 2021. It made me dive much deeper into the Sermon on the Mount. Are you familiar with Jesus' Sermon on the Mount? If you are not, I highly recommend that you become acquainted with his Sermon on the Mount. That can be found um, various places, but I'm going to stick with the book of Matthew. And it is Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. Three chapters. I don't know how long it took Jesus to finish this sermon. I don't know if it was over days or if it was just an hour, I don't know. Maybe he, talk, he talks fast. I don't know. What I do know is that I have gained so much more 
knowledge and wisdom from studying. Yes, not just reading, but studying the Sermon on Mount. And so that is going to be my topic for these girls uh, at the youth lectures. So if you're not familiar with the Sermon on the Mount, obviously I'm not going to read all three chapters. I'm just going to focus on um, Matthew chapter 5 verses 3 through 12. And those are um, called Beatitudes. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> These Beatitudes are, <laughs> well, I say are, but they should be life-changing. I considered the Beatitudes like, or to be like, um, what do you call it? Like a, a Christian manifesto, if if I could use that word <laughs> with, with Jesus's words. It sh- literally should be our manifesto as a Christian. Um, the Sermon on the Mount dives so much deeper than just the golden rule, right? Like there, there's so much to unpack in Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. But with these few minutes, I'm going to briefly go through the Beatitudes because, I don't know, maybe some of you have never really understood them. Maybe some of them don't make sense to you. Or maybe you just read through it and thought, oh yeah, that's cool. Oh, I'm telling you, don't don't shortchange them because there's a lot in there. So let's just start with the first one. And that's um, Matthew chapter five, verse three. And it says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit. What in the world does that mean? (laughs) Blessed are the poor in spirit basically is, um, you knowing and really believing that we should be utterly and completely dependent on God. Poor in spirit. Like, I mean, just so humble and, and just knowing that you, you have to be completely dependent on your creator. And knowing that I can't get through this life without him. I can't. To be poor in spirit does literally just mean that you have to recognize your need of God. And I studied from a book. It's a workbook called The Sermon on the Mount. um, And it was a study on God's upside down kingdom. And so I'm going to be giving or sharing a few quotes from that book because it was so good. It was written by Kristen Schmucker. She writes a lot of great workbooks that I use just for um, personal study. And this study was a study that I did with a few friends of mine. And our eyes were, (laughs) our eyes were so open 
after the study, it was just amazing. But Kristen says, it is when, um, or I should say, being, uh, being poor in spirit is when we are emptying ourselves, completely emptied of ourselves, that we can be filled with him. Don't you love that? Completely empty yourself so that you can be filled with him, knowing that I have to be completely dependent on him. Um, that is no mistake that that was the first beatitude that Jesus would share with those who were in attendance. And oh, to be in attendance. <laughs> oh. oh, I have so many thoughts in my head um, as to what it would feel like to just sit at his feet and listen to him for however long. I could care less if this went on for days. Um, you know, it's Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah, just be completely emptied of yourself so that you can be fully filled with him poor in spirit another thing that I love about or one thing that I love about Kristen's workbooks is she asks some deep questions like questions at the end of every um short lesson that are so thought-provoking so I'm going to leave you with one of the questions that she asks following each beatitude that we talk about. So this question, and feel free to write it down because you probably won't have an answer right off the bat. Maybe you will, but my guess is that you won't. So here's this question um, about being poor in spirit. She says, in what ways have you tried to live in your own strength? How do we live poor in spirit? I'm not going to give you my answer. <laughs> Maybe I'll share. <clears throat> Pardon me. Maybe I'll share it soon. Maybe I'll even share it in a Facebook post on my Facebook page. That would be cool. I definitely wouldn't mind sharing it with you, but I'm not going to do it now for sake of time. So moving on. The second beatitude is in chapter or in verse, verse four. And it says, blessed are those who mourn. For they shall be comforted. Mm. Blessed are those who mourn. For they shall be comforted. How many times did you read over that and think, Oh, you know, I'm going to just, it just strictly means that we're going to, you know, mourn or weep over um, things that make us sad or things that disappoint us. Yes, yes. Um, yes, there were times, um, that even Jesus mourned, um, and lamented over losing loved ones and just life in general. I mean, we understand that, right? We get it. We, we mourn with those who, who mourn in this particular context though. So interesting. The mourning M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. The mourning that Jesus is referring to is not over death or loss of a loved one. 
goes even deeper than that, y'all. <laughs> this morning is the morning over sin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This morning, um, as Kristen puts it, she said, this morning is a morning over sin, over the, um, over the state of the world. This is the result of a long, hard look at our world and a long, hard look at ourselves. Mm. And once we really dive a little deeper and look at ourselves and look at the state that we are in, Mm. it should bring about a kind of grief over the sin in our lives. It's deep, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not the kind of mourning that Jesus is referring to. He's talking about sin. Do we mourn over our sin? Do we mourn over the sin that happens in our world? Do you? Do you think about that? I sure do. I'm going to leave you with a question. Kristen's question is, what sin in your life do you need to mourn over? Wow. <laughs> Reading that question makes me tear up all over again. So we're going to move forward. <laughs> we're going to move forward with the third beatitude. Verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. What in the world does that mean? What does it mean to even be meek? Right? Like, have you ever even looked that word up? What that, what that word means? Biblically... Um, that word meek, meek just means having strength under control, right? Um, so look at Jesus. Jesus was definitely meek, right? He He's God. Um, yeah, having all power. Can you imagine being Jesus, the, the son of God, but having all power? And being meek at the same time. Strength that is under control. You know, in the world we live in, <laughs> we don't see much of that today, do we? Um, I'm, I'm talking having a worldly view, just looking at the world. I, I maybe I'm by myself. I, I just, I don't see a lot of meekness. Not as much as I'd like to see, especially on social media. Good night. I don't see much meekness there at all. Um, yeah. I, I love how Kristen puts this. <laughs> it is not simply words that are said or a <laughs> hashtag blessed tag at the end of a social media post, right? Oh, I'm so blessed, you know, because I'm over here in um, sunny California for the next week, or I'm at Disney World for 10 days, or I'm wherever. Like, it's just one of those things where, you know, I'm blessed. 
Mm, but are we meek? She goes on to say, it is confidence and hope when things look bad. It is hope when the situation seems hopeless. It is faith and confidence that God will keep his promises and that he will be faithful. Whatever your situation is, whatever situation you find yourself in, having a heart that is meek, it's the complete opposite of being self-sufficient or self-righteous or being prideful. Complete opposite of that. I love how Kristen puts that. Great words. Um, <laughs> here's a good question for meekness. Um, I like this. So this, is give, this gives you something else to do. So here's the question. Our society is not a big fan of meekness. And yet, this is how Jesus is described. Look up Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 11, and Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29, and record observations about the character of Jesus. Oh, please do that one because it's so good. It's so good. Moving on, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Y'all, I can't tell you how many times I have hungered and thirsted or thirsted for his word over the last month. I... Mm. Basically, all I wanted was to hear from the Lord. Just, it was just hard here. Even hearing encouraging words from other people, it's helpful. But there is nothing, absolutely nothing more fulfilling than hearing from God and just diving into His Word because only He can satisfy, only He can comfort. The way, you needed to, the way you need to be comforted in times of struggle. Mm. Do you hunger and thirst for righteousness? It's so good. It's so good. So here's a question. I like this. How can you cultivate in your heart and life a hunger and thirst for righteousness think about that that one you may have to ponder for a little while i did moving on verse seven blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy <laughs> oh have i had to Give out a lot of mercy. <laughs> I have had to give a lot of mercy lately. But you know what? I need it. <laughs> Just as much as I've given out, I have needed the same, if not more, mercy from others. Um <laughs> 
Haven't you noticed how each beatitude builds up on each other? Like, I, Jesus is amazing. I just, <laughs> he is amazing. How he just builds up. Each beatitude builds up on top of the other. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. <sighs> yeah, showing mercy. You know, sometimes showing mercy is not easy. It's not easy, right? Like, when someone has wronged you or just has you in a place of uncertainty just just don't feel right you just don't don't know what to say you don't how don't know how to react don't know how to respond Jesus tells us to show mercy basically because we get mercy all the time <laughs> from other people we get mercy from him all day every day think about how much mercy he gives to us (laughs) yeah think about that the next time you're in a situation where you're questioning should I give this person mercy (laughs) I think this ties in well with being meek right having a spirit of meekness (laughs) Yeah. So here's this question about showing mercy in order to get mercy. (sighs) Think about a person in your life that you need to intentionally extend mercy to. (laughs) She tells you to write out a prayer. Asking God to help you be merciful. Y'all, let me tell you, I did that. I did that. And this was so hard. (laughs) This particular one, this particular person. Oh, this was hard. And I'm, I'm usually a pretty merciful person. Mm. Yeah. That was a very vulnerable prayer. And I I believe he has answered me. <laughs> he's answered me and he's helped me through that. Yes, he has. He has. And I'm so grateful. But that was hard. It was very, very hard. Matthew chapter 5 verse 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. What does that mean? Being pure in heart. For they shall, they shall see God. I love this. I love how Kristen put this. Um, she says, <laughs> There's nothing that we can do on our own. It's simply a gift of his, his grace. Um, God's grace in so many ways we must be poor before our hearts can be pure we must have the poverty of spirit spoken of in Matthew chapter 5 verse 3 you know being poor in spirit before we can have a pure heart we must also mourn over our sin 
we must mourn over the uncleanness in ourselves before we can rejoice over the new heart that comes only from the Lord. Mm. So, so, so good. Being pure in heart, you just have to be focused. Like razor sharp focus on the Lord and and what it is that he wants from you. It's about serving him completely, completely being dedicated to the Lord. What is your focus? Like, can you answer that right now? Like, what is your, what has been your single focus lately? Has it been your kids? Has it been your spouse? Has it been your job, your career, work? Other people? Um, pleasing other people? Or has your single focus been on God and what he wants you to do? How he wants you to live? Ponder that. I'm telling you, it's something I ponder every single day because I have to. I have to. I just, I have to. Um, I have to, as much as with, as with, as is within me, have pure intentions and come to the Lord with a pure heart, seeking Him. You know, one of the things that I wrote in one of the questions is, how can I have a pure heart before God if I'm not totally dependent on him? Like, how is that even possible? Hmm. I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Here's a question for you. What are the things that sometimes steal your focus from the Lord? How can you eliminate distractions and live with a single focus? It's a great question. I'll share my answer with you later. <laughs> Moving along, verse 9. We're almost done. Verse 9. Oh, this is a big one. <laughs> Especially in our world today. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called the sons of God. God is a God of peace, right? Like, wouldn't you say that? He's, he's a God of peace, so he's called for us to be, um, you know, peacemakers. I can't tell you how many times I have had some deep discussions with people about what a peacemaker is and <laughs> what a peacemaker is not. 
Well, what I can tell you is that a peacemaker is not, it's not about passivity. It's not about being a passive person. Like you're seeing all of this turmoil going on and you're just going to constantly keep turning your head away. And you know, you're, I have been told that on more than one occasion, y'all, that I have my head in the sand. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, my head is in the sand. Um, and if I am not going to open my mouth and stand up for what's right and stand up for truth and blah, 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 um, take action, then, you know, I'm not doing the will of God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, sure. Being a peacemaker, Chris, as Kristen puts it, she said, this should be a characteristic of every believer. And it's the truth. Um, this isn't about our personalities. Like, oh, she's just a peaceful person. No, this, this, should, this should actually be a part of who we are. To say that you are a believer or a follower of Christ and not, <laughs> not want to make peace. That's that doesn't make much sense. <laughs> that's that 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 doesn't work. Um, it's it's also it's it's also not something that just you know that we're born with. Like it's just some natural thing. These are things that have to be learned right I, I truly believe that that's why Jesus words the beatitudes the way that he does um these are attitudes that we learn to be learn to have and only the holy spirit can help us with that um we can't do this kind of stuff on our own <laughs> i love what kristen says i'm going to read this this is really good um, she says, it's interesting to notice the placement of all of the Beatitudes and how it's as if they all fall right after the message about, or this particular one falls after the message about being pure in heart, right? So, um, <laughs> this is so interesting how this particular Beatitude being a peacemaker it comes right after being pure in heart. That's what I said before. Like, how can you be pure in heart and not be a peacemaker? Like, you're being someone who is absolutely unruly and causing all kinds of discord, especially on social media. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> is that really... Being a peacemaker? You cannot tell me that when you put your fingers to those letters and numbers on your phone or your computer keyboard, that you don't, you are, you're, you're saying that what I'm about to tap is not going to cause issues. No, no. I think that most people 
realize that what they are going to type and post and share for the world to see will cause some discord. (laughs) And I think they're doing it on purpose. Y'all, that kind of stuff makes me question, where's that coming from? Like I said, being a peacemaker is not about being passive or just absolutely sticking your head in the sand and and not wanting to deal with reality and what what things are going on in the world. But y'all, there's a way to handle it. As a follower of Christ, there's a way to handle it. But I guess sometimes how I handle things isn't um isn't enough for some people but you know what I'm not here to people please (laughs) I'm not here to please people I am here to please my father in heaven and I tell you what if he's pleased with it then that's all that matters here's a question for you (laughs) actually I'm 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 gonna read all three of these to you because they're just good what does it look like To live as a peacemaker. Dive into that one. Here's the next question. How can you live in a way that draws others to the Lord? Do you really think not being a peacemaker is going to draw people to you? Or draw people to the Lord? Mm, I don't know. Here's the third question. How is being a peacemaker ultimately more about who we are than about what we do. Oh, yes. Yes, I cannot wait to hear your answer on that one. (laughs) Yeah, can't wait. All right, here we go. Matthew chapter 5 verses 10 through 12. This is it. Um, yeah, this is really good. Blessed blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's verse 10. I'm going to go ahead and read verses 11 and 12. Blessed are you when they revile or insult and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Jesus says in verse 12, rejoice and be exceedingly glad (laughs) for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So basically, you know, you being persecuted for what you believe and, you know, how you live and what you share about Jesus You're not the first and you won't be the last. This has happened before. It's a thing, unfortunately. It's a thing. Um, Kristen says, in our minds, we would think that if a person possesses all the characteristics set forth in the Beatitudes, that the world would love that person. And yet, this final Beatitude tells us that those people who are poor in spirit, who mourn for sin, who are meek, hunger and thirst for righteousness, those who are merciful and pure in heart, and those who are peacemakers, those are the very people that are going to be persecuted 
by this world. Mm. Yeah. And it's a shame. It is a shame. You know, what stands out to me is First Peter chapter 4. Oh, is that ever a chapter that will forever stay in my heart? <laughs> it will forever stay in my heart. Um, I challenge you to read it. First, First Peter chapter 4. I'm not going to dive into it right now because I'm way over time. But it's good. And it definitely goes along the lines of um, being, perse- being persecuted for Christ's sake. And what a joy it should be. <laughs> exceedingly joyful, right? Like, exceedingly glad, Jesus says, we should rejoice when you're persecuted for his sake. So here's my last question to you. <laughs> Why do you think that the Beatitudes begin they begin and end with the promise of the kingdom of heaven. Why do you think that the Beatitudes begin and end with the promise of the kingdom of heaven? Mm. Such a good question. I have left y'all with so much to think about, at least I hope. <laughs> Maybe I've even enlightened some of you on um, the Beatitudes on this, um, of the Sermon on the Mount. There's so much good stuff in there, y'all. And, and literally, I, I just gave you a snippet of it. There, oh, there's so much more we can say about those Beatitudes, but I truly believe that a follower of Christ, this is it. I mean, Jesus could have stopped at Matthew chapter five, six, and seven. He literally could have stopped. And let that be that. Like, this is it. This is, you live your life this way. And you will be blessed. <laughs> hashtag blessed. <laughs> oh, that hashtag. Anyway, I hope that this um, short study has been helpful to you. Maybe even giving you something extra to think about. I would love for y'all to answer those questions and share with me. You can send them to me in a personal message or you can share them on my Facebook page when I post this podcast. I would love to hear from you. And I'm sure that there are other, um, other women who would love to hear your thoughts on these Beatitudes because... Um, I heard this years ago. I don't even know where they got it from. I'm sure they read it in a book. <laughs> um, but I've, it stuck with me for so long and I love it. That the Beatitudes that Jesus shares in Matthew chapter 5 are attitudes to be. <laughs> be attitudes, attitudes to be or attitudes to have as a Christian. It's good stuff good stuff y'all well I am going to enjoy my Reese's peanut butter cups probably all four of them and hope that my son's fever is down again because yes it did go back up today 
So if you can say a little prayer for my little man, um, he has just been fighting off so many things as all of us have for a long time and we are tired. <laughs> so say a prayer for my entire family and I will continue to pray for you. Thanks for listening and thank you so much for continuing to support my podcast. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining me today for a little tea talk where it's always a great time to live out, be real, be true, be you. Thank you.